Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairie Land Paranormal Podcast. And you're listening to the Monster Legend Podcast. Across like this Ferris wheel and this tilt-a-whirl and uh, this neon sign it's all beat up and decrepit and there's vines and stuff going through it but it says Pennywise on it oh, so yeah. it's like another little Easter egg so like they make you know Pennywise to be this several hundred thousand if not million ancient year old you know entity yeah and uh, beyond beyond powerful and uh, they drop that on there just to kind of like refresh you on how old he is and things like that. So, uh, yeah. What do you think? What do you think of the remake? Okay. I liked it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um. What's his name? Uh, Urus. Oh God. Yeah, I forget his name. Oh, the, the guy who played Pennywise. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. I was thinking of a uh, gunslinger. Gunslinger. Yeah, no, I loved uh, I loved the new Stephen King hits. I thought they were fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's kind of got the goofy eyes. <laughs> yeah, I forget his name too. Uh, the guy who played he was in the Dark Tower, was he? Yeah, yeah, Dark Tower series. Uh, he was also in this new show that I had just recently seen on Hulu. I believe it was. It was called. Uh, Oh, Idris uh, Elba? Idris Elba. That's who I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good role for him. It was actually quite fitting. Dude, that was a great movie. Yeah, it was. Like, I want to watch, make more. Well, Elba did well. And they make more. Right. Oh, weird. I don't know. Like, Sorry they take that. forever. I broke into my door. <laughs> oh, that's probably. My dog, like, my dog, like, whines every time. Like why right. outside? He's a fourteen-year-old, <laughs> big old eighty-pound black lab, and he's like oh, okay. just breathes real heavy, you know. And that's for the best. Oh yeah, lab-goers. he's my best friend. I love him. Yeah. So what'd you get those mascots? So uh, say that again. I'm sorry. What'd you get those mask? The mascot. The Jason. This mascot. one I actually bought for Halloween this year. Uh, yeah. I try to be something different every year and I go all out. I'll do like a little cosplay kind of thing. Made my own chainsaw out of a laundry detergent bottle. Got the, uh, the fucking uh, like meat apron, you know, and yeah. threw blood and guts all over it. And I won a scariest costume. That's cool. For it, which I thought was pretty cool. Congratulations. The other one's a Jason mask. I picked up at like a CVS or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just like to collect some masks and have them around. I got a bunch of them underneath. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what, so do you what have I, any like uh, real macabre or like 
uh, legends in your area? Oh, uh, there's like the Bell Witch. Oh, well, of course, the Bell Witch. Yeah. Dude, that Wait. is like, I want to go to the Bell Witch Caves so bad. I hear me too. Yeah. Which they let us, I don't know if they let people in there or not. They do, actually, but uh, you have to sign a waiver. And uh, there's also a big sign in the very front. <laughs> Yeah, that says they're not oh, yeah. responsible for anything that happens if you get possessed or if you know. Oh yeah, so they, right. they, that they let you in, but you can't have like your camera. Or correct, correct. Yeah. They also say that the, uh, I mean, there's dozens, if not hundreds, of Indians buried inside of those grounds in the high elevation areas and the tunnels, and uh, I think that plays a big part of the Bell Witch itself. Yeah. And. uh yeah, I've watched all the documentaries and the stories and obviously the thing, uh, you know, the investigations with Ghost Adventures and Expedition X, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And there's actually a show on Hulu, too. It's called uh, The Curse of the Bell Witch. It's like a three-part yeah. series. It was really good. You did a good job with it. So good. Oh, the, the, is there, like, there's a, some kind of bone that we're looking, the ghost was looking for? Yeah, uh, story had it that uh, two kids went out to play and uh, unearthed a femur bone Mm. or a skull. That's what it was. It was a skull and brought it back to the the, uh, bell house and pieces of it broke off and fell inside of the porch. Yeah, that's it. And since then, that's when all the hauntings and all the, you know, poltergeist activity started happening. And uh, that's what legend says. Yeah. Now they can't find a lot of stuff, uh, you know, historically, or anything that's in inside of a library or a historical society. They've got very limited, you know, information on what actually happened. But they do have enough evidence and proof to say that something did happen that was, you know, otherwise spiritual or demonic or has something to do with a witch, anyway. Yeah. Some like some lady from the church got mad at John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They actually wrapped uh uh they said they actually captured the Bell Witch, wrapped her in a sheet and tried to throw her inside of the fireplace. Yeah. That worked out. Yeah, there's that one mm-hmm. story about some guy came over, it's like, I'm gonna wrestle her, I'm gonna wrestle a witch. Yeah, like kept... <laughs> you're flipping crazy for starters. I would never ever do that. Yeah, and it just kept like messing with them the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think they made a movie about it when I had uh uh, Donald Sutherland in it. It was called American Haunting. Oh, yeah. That's, great. yeah. that's based on the Bell Witch. Awesome. That was a good movie, too. Is that the fucking... Did Donald Sutherland... They love Donald Sutherland. He's a great actor. Oh, he's a great actor. I liked him in... Uh, 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 what, what's that one movie? God Italian Job. Italian Job? Yeah. Think of, uh, what's that one alien movie he was in? The, like... Captain. Oh, uh, uh, Outbreak. Outbreak, no. That had Dustin Hoffman in it. Is not that the one? Oh, you're talking about, uh, uh, oh, not Species. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. Love that movie. That was. That was fantastic. Heck yeah, man. So, what's like, you ever get scared on a, um, word. Investigation. Investigation. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've had quite a few experiences where I've been, you know, I've always considered myself 
and my fiance as well have always been a little sensitive. Yeah. You know, uh, we can see and hear things probably a little bit better than other people can. Uh, she's very in tune. She just doesn't know how to address it yet. Yeah. But uh, me personally, I, I've had my first experience when I was at a young age where I saw a full-bodied apparition in my old childhood home. And uh, I can remember like it happened yesterday. And I wasn't really scared because my young brain couldn't really comprehend what was going on. And uh, I mean, we've been on a couple investigations, a few just recently where, you know, I was touched and I had something pulled on me and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. (laughs) I turn around real quick and I went to my dad and I'm like, you didn't hear that feel. I was like, dad, I just got tugged on, you know, and obviously all the hair in your arm standing up, you know, back of your neck. And, uh, you know, your body is the best paranormal instrument there is no doubt about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if your heart's telling you something or if your mind's telling you something, you know, follow that because again, over any kind of SB 11 spirit box, over any digital recorder, any ovulus, I trust my body first, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's half the fun of going on these investigations is actually, you know, you want that thrill. You want to get scared a little bit, but you also want to know how to handle it when it does happen. You know, I think the fascination and the interest of uh, going investigating these places is what keeps these, you know, me and everybody else who's a paranormal investigator, you know, keep going back. It's just the, it's a love. It's a passion. Yeah. Well, what is apparition? You, you, you seen this as a little kid? What did it look like? Um, it was in my old childhood home in East Tawas, and me and my stepfather uh, went grocery shopping. Yeah. And uh, again, it's a big Victorian home. It had a big widow's peak on it and everything else. The house was built in 1886. Oh man, it's cool. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. And uh, we open up the door and me not thinking about it you open up the door and there's a big staircase that leads up to the top floor to your right and I walk in I was the first one in the door and at the very top of the staircase was this gentleman and the best way I can describe him is that he looked like Charlie Chaplin yeah okay top hat three-piece suit pocket watch wingtip shoes clear as day so I walk in the door I'm like you know startled but I was like hi Bill which was my stepdad's name yeah not even thinking that he was behind me with bags of groceries in his hands you know and then all of a sudden it kind of clicked and I was like, holy shit, you know, what was that? Well, I'd lived there for about four or five years and I'd never seen him again. You know what I mean? But things, a lot of things happen. I mean, a lot of things. And uh, we have since gone to that place. It's now a bed and breakfast. And me and my fiance went to that place uh, about two years ago, stayed the night. And it was probably bar none. Now, mind you, I've done 50 investigations of places. And it was bar none, the most active place I've ever been to. I mean, it was just nonstop. I'd turn on the SB 11 spirit box and it just wouldn't shut up. My uh, Mm -hmm. EMF detector through the roof, just constant, you know? But uh, that was the first like full body apparition where I can actually remember detail, you know, that I ever saw. Did you ever do any research on the house? I did, I did quite a bit of research on the house. And actually my good friend, Kevin Caldwell, who, uh, uh, was my best friend at the time. One of my neighbors did some research on the house too, because he always got that that vibe. And we always had things happen to us that we couldn't really explain when we were kids and he'd stay the night, you know? Yeah. And uh, come to find out, because we're getting like voices through the SB11, like children, men, women, young, old, uh, a woman spoken French. Mm. Well, come to find out that 
it was a house where during uh, the Black Plague and things like that, plague yeah. victims were actually dropped off at this house and stored in their basement, in that basement, just to get them off the streets. They would go down the road and pick up bodies and put them there because there was a there was like a cold cell there and they would dump the bodies there. And I had no idea about that until maybe a year ago. So that's why we had so many different entities coming through. Makes sense. Oh, dude, it's insane. I can't wait to go back. I really can't. Makes sense for the French because uh, there was a lot of like, um, it's called like fur trading in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a, uh, the, the, the town itself was a, uh, founded by, uh, lumber makers and lumber yards. Yeah. And, uh, trading companies from Canada all the way to New York. And, uh, I think it was founded in 18, I want to say 1823. And, uh, old, beautiful city though. It really is. And the place is still there though. It's holding strong. My mom and my uh, stepdad and I moved there and I had to been 10, 11 years old or so. But there's a lot more that I've tried to research about the house and what had happened there. And it's just it's almost impossible to find. It really is. Do you have any idea who the man was in the top hat and stuff? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, word, I mean, people say that it was also a bordello at the time or a brothel, and uh, which is a possibility. Yeah. But uh, it's so cliche because every time somebody sees a ghost or a spirit, you know, they're all from the 1800s, early 1900s. And it's just, you know, that's actually what I saw. You know, you never see or hear the ghosts who are wearing capris and <laughs> yeah. rocking, you know, new clothes. And this person died two years ago. You don't see new ghosts. You always see the old ones, you know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, they, maybe because new ghosts takes time for them to get that enough power to get. I totally agree with that. They spend years and years and years trying to even realize that you're a ghost or that you're dead. It takes time. So they've had a hundred years to develop and know how to absorb energy and, you know, become a product of their environment, you know? Or is it a case of like, it's a very rare to become a ghost. It's a very rare. It is. It is. You get stuck in that state of flux and you're not really sure, you know? whether you're going to heaven, going to hell, or you're stuck here on this earth forever. So. Pretty. What do you think if like everybody died, like if being a ghost is like a default thing? Right. You think about it like I think it would be kind of cool, to be honest with you. But you also always hear the thing that like, you know, if, if you're stuck here on this earth and as a ghost, it's because you had unfinished business left on this earth. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people who become ghosts, they say, is because you either died super fast in a tragic way and you don't realize that you're a ghost yet or there's other alternative you know reasons or meanings for it or if you're super attached to an area or or an item or anything right yeah because you can be attached to any kind of item or thing i could be attached to you know this shelf right here yeah but it meant something a lot to me when you know growing up there's a there's a stone tape theory too where like stone turn stone like Records and limestone. They like cord events or a spirit essence. Right. Somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think wood can do the same thing. I really yeah. do. I think it absorbs 
uh, residual energy and, you know, things that have happened, you know, especially if it's like original wood flooring in a house from the 18, 17, 1600s. Yeah. You know, it's like a, a uh, it's like a recorder, you know, a blood drop falls on that floor. It absorbs that. That's part mm-hmm. of you. That's part of energy, you know. Yeah, that's why you get like castles are super haunted all the time. Exactly. So. A lot of them are, yeah, quartz foundations or limestone. You know, a lot yeah. of places around here are limestone. But they, they're, a, they're a porous rock and they do absorb energy and they absorb, you know, most things around them. Damn house. See the, uh, see the, uh, I like the haunting of what's called. I remember the, the haunting of, uh, not Connecticut, but, um, Hill House. Yeah. Do you watch this Netflix series? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. Uh, the new one's what, Bly Manor? Yeah. Yeah. I watched uh, like the first two episodes of that too. I started getting into the Haunting on Hill House. And for some reason, I just, I don't know, I got pulled away from it and I never really finished it. How far did you get? I will have to check it out though. I have heard good things about it. It's one of those ones where people say, you know, I couldn't sleep that night. It's one of the scarier shows I've ever seen. And I heard the same thing about the Bly Manor too. Oh, first two episodes were great. I love the premise. I love the story. Uh, I love where they were going with it because I guess it kind of again coincides with the haunting of Hill House. There's a there's a twist in an episode. There, that's re- really good. Right on. Yeah, I will. I'll check it out. Yeah, we got Netflix and Hulu. We have Amazon. I'm more of a. Uh, I love obviously the scary movies and shows like that. But uh, my good friend Steve Shippy, uh, you may have heard of him, uh, Prozac. Uh, he has a. Uh, Haunted Saginaw. Oh, yeah. And he also did uh, Haunting in the Heartland, which was on Travel Channel. Well, anyway, he has like a docu-series. It's the Haunted Saginaw series. It's a 10-part series where he goes and investigates places in Saginaw with his team. It's uh, the Haunted Saginaw Seekers. And uh, uh, Jason Gonsalves, I'm sorry, not Jason, Steve Gonsalves is uh, in the show as well, as well as some other bigger name guest appearance actors and People from Ghost Hunters, things like that. Ryan. And uh, I like I like those kind of shows, you know. Plus, it's like really close to home. Saginaw is only about an hour from me. Yeah, like, you like that, like investigation shows? Yeah, love them. Um, did you see like the Skinwalker documentary? Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm all about dope. that too, man. That's dope. Yeah, it really is dope. Uh what was his name? Uh, uh, he made Boeing. Uh, God, what was his name? The original founder. He was Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And uh, uh, he's the millionaire. Uh, uh, Colm Keller? No. No. Um, geez, man. He's a... Uh, uh, Robert Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bigelow. Yeah. Well, it was such a fascinating, interesting place that he ended up buying the property. Yeah, and he like he mar- he changed it to Skinwalker Ranch to, yep. for marketing and, get- and it's actually owned by a different guy now. Yeah. Bigelow sold it to the people who are on the show now. Yeah. So that gentleman who actually I think his headquarters is in Oregon somewhere. Yeah. And uh yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, there's just too much like scientific proof to say otherwise. I mean, it's 
you can't explain that stuff, man. You just can't. It's it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like big. They see like Bigfoot, aliens, and yeah, and- yeah. It's like it's, it's, it's a hodgepodge. It's a melting pot of just everything spiritual and paranormal. Everything, all in like one thousand acre area. I think it's like a probably. I feel like it's like dimensional rift or ripping the. I think so too. I really think there might be like a, a wormhole or some kind of like like you said a rift in the in the atmosphere. I remember they there was this episode where they took uh, like weather balloons. Yeah. With uh, EMF detectors, recorders, and like camcorders and stuff, and it went up to a certain altitude, and uh, it got it like I want to say like sixteen hundred feet or something like that, and the balloon popped, but it brought back all this information, this digital information, and like the 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 levels were just out of this world, like something that should not be there, you know. Man. Crazy. Yeah, it's here that like pretty much government first said there's like oh there's UFOs and there's there's just animal right. stuff coming out to this year. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched that uh paranormal con on camera quite a bit. I just watched one last night because uh I missed Friday's episode because they moved it from Sunday to Friday. And it's actual uh this happened in Puerto Rico, but it was actual like government footage of this UFO just hauling ass. I mean yeah, you know, like insanely fast and all of a sudden it's like skipping across the water and goes under the water and then comes back up out of the water and breaks into two and this is like government footage it's unbelievable and people say you know like ufos don't necessarily come from the sky but they're actually under the water which i believe you know i believe in both but yeah i think they're called uh usvs like underwater Smart, like on yeah. five submerged vehicle, submergible vehicles, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe in all that crap, man. I really do. And even if you yeah. don't, you just got to keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, so I tell people, like, because it's UFO doesn't mean it's an alien, right? It's just unidentified, right? It could be anything, anything, yeah, right. And I think with a lot of the uh, the technology and everything else that we actually have in our hands as the government. You know, I think that they have pretty close to duplicated some of the, you know, the abilities that these UFOs and things have. I do think that some of the stuff that they have caught on camera and whatnot is probably our own government who are attesting things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I heard that one documentary on History Channel back in 06 or whatever. They uh-huh. made up all that uh, alien stuff just to cover up their black ops training. Yeah, yeah. Research. And now it's funny, like what in the last year or two, you know, the the government has actually started releasing videos that were yeah. caught, you know, by F sixteen fighting Falcon pilots and yeah. U.S. naval. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're trying to uh, wean us into it, uh, make us a little bit more accepting to it. You know, we've never been alone. Yeah. I mean, there's just too much proof proven otherwise. I mean, if you've watched one episode of Ancient Aliens and kept an open mind, you can. Yeah you know, realize that that shit don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, just think how big the universe is. It's like mathematically oh, yeah. impossible. Think they say Earth. that uh, Earth as itself in the universal spectrum is the size of a CD. Yeah. Yeah, a CD. <laughs> What's that, four inches by four inches or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's more stars and planets than there are grains of sand in the world, you know, in yeah. the world. 
You're talking about hundreds of zillions. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that we're the only one. Immediately the only planet with life and all this other stuff. It's just unfeasible. Yeah, it's like it's like rolling and die like a million times and right. one every time. <laughs> right. It's like what? <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So do uh Okay. Uh you got your own studio there? Oh, that's my bedroom. Oh, it's your bedroom? I see yeah. you got some uh sound dampening stuff on the side over there. I was just checking. Yeah, I got some foam up on the walls. Right on. Okay, man. I was, I was so, yeah. worried about the like Eisenhower stuff with the aliens. About oh, yeah. Making, they're making a deal. To, right. Like, harvest us for technology. <laughs> well, what is it? When you become president, you got that uh, the book of secrets, you know, yeah. that every president while coming into office has to read. And they know all that stuff. They know about Area 51. They know that mm-hmm. there's probably aliens on this earth and you know, yeah, JFK assassination. Yeah, 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 all of it. Yeah, there's just too many uh, coincidences, if you will. True. You know, all these stories and all these legends and all this uh, folklore. I mean, it has to come from somewhere, right? Sure. Can't okay. all be fiction. Much like the Bell Witch that we were talking about. You know, there's a reason yeah. why that story came about. It came to fruition, like. You know, sure. That and also, it's another like super. Of course, it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot's like everywhere. Yeah, you've got the uh, the Ohio. What is that? The, the, the Ohio Grass Man. Or, yeah. Uh, Ohio, uh, oh, Frogman. The Frogman. Right. So, like in different regions, you know, all the way from the Pacific to the Atlantic to the northern regions and the southern hemisphere, you know, Bigfoot's named different things in different areas. Yeah. But all in all, they're all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's the skunk ape. One of called like in a Florida. stink Yeah, stink ape. That's why I was getting married. Skunk ape. Stink ape. A skunk ape. Thank you. Yeah. And that's different. Like, like, whatever region they found them in, area they found them in, mm-hmm. they call them like something ape, something wild man, a Tennessee wild right. man. Exactly. Yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah. Siberian. Iceman or whatever it is, like yeah, there's different names for all different regions. I heard that they, I heard like they migrate based on mm-hmm. like I was wanting to like chart the different sightings on, on locations and see if I can figure out where they're going. Right, that'd be the, interesting. I mean, that would take a lot of research and a lot of like doorbell ringing and door knocking. You know, that would be that'd be tough to do, but it'd be exciting. You know what I mean? Because can you, I mean, actually, with just the evidence that we have now, be able to track, just to say one in particular? Just go by, like, the date and time of location of sighting. Right. Because you got a lot of people who, like, have multiple sightings and have multiple videos. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess just like anything else, you'd be able to put the pieces together and maybe track and find uh, some... You know regularities. Excellent. I think it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Kind of. Uh, what kind of diet you think they have? I think they have like a omnivorous diet. 
I think so too. Um, I know like with some of the footage and videos that I've seen, like on your paranormal con on cameras and things like that, uh, nuts, berries, fruits, yeah. uh, vegetation that's uh, primarily centrally located to their region. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the guy that actually did the videos and stuff, cause he's had multiple two or three, you know, video uh, videos of a Sasquatch. He brought him like gifts in a basket. It was like, green apples, fruit, yeah. nuts, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's really good. I got stuff too. Apples. and Right. Yeah. I mean, you'd think they might be herbivores. You know, some might say carnivores. You know, people are scared of what they don't know. You know, yeah. some people think that Bigfoot or cannibals. I think they're too big to be carnivores. I think so too. I really do. They need to be He's a converse a little bit more slender and right energy. Good shape, right. Kind of cut, kind of buff. Yeah, I think they've got a pretty uh pretty good diet. <laughs> Probably something that we should do. <laughs> yeah. And they got the like the crest top of their head. I heard. Right. The, right. And Absolutely. The, the grabby foot thing on their feet. And right. <laughs> Heck yeah. Of course, so like you're every... into, uh, okay. you went to uh, any kind of like serial killer documentaries or anything like that? Oh, yeah, like the Jump Bunny, the Jordan Bunny one. Oh, that came man, out. me too. Hardcore, hardcore. Almost yeah. uh, a strange infatuation. And it was just found I out love... the, the California guy, killer guy. Oh, the, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the Zodiac? Calif- the, um, the Golden Gate. Oh, the, yeah. The yeah, Golden Gate Strangler? Game. Yep. It's found him or got that, I just heard that. I thought it was uh all hearsay. I thought it was like I saw this post on Facebook and they say that they actually have proof and I think it was actually DNA proof yeah, of who it was. Yeah, that's incredible. What's the name? Yeah, I mean, Justin, James Donald? That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I'm into all that kind of stuff. Uh I always thought I'd make a really good BAU investigator, you know. Oh yeah, that's stuff. Took a criminal justice forensics in college. Yeah. Oh, I would. I would love to. I'll take psychology. No. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I read that in your uh, your bio. Yeah, well, I'll take psychology one day. Like criminal psychology. Right and on. It'll be fun. Heck yeah! Is this something that you want to pursue? I mean, as a lifestyle. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I ought to be like a detective or criminal investigator. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to do something like that. I really would. Cool. Ever watch the show Mindhunter? Mindhunter? I might have. What's it about? Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's about how the BAU actually started. Oh, man, it's cool. Yeah, and they actually used uh, like real killers and real, you know, notorious serial killers all the way from, you know, the Dahmers, the Richard Ramirez to... Uh, Ed Gain to uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, oh God, you might know the big seven foot tall guy, uh, serial killer. Uh, wore glasses. Oh, what was his name? Kind of sounds familiar. I know we don't know. Right. I want to say there's a T in it. Uh, Edmund K- Kemper. Edmund Kemper. Thank you. Thank you. But there's a whole part where uh, they actually got an actor who looks just like him. Size, glasses, face, the whole nine yards. 
And uh, dude, it's so good. It's something I'd highly recommend you watch, especially if you're into that kind of stuff. He's a rapist, cannibal, necrophilia. Yeah, he cut his mom's people. head off. Yeah, kills the grandparents kept it for a while. He had a he was six no. foot nine, had an IQ of one forty five. Intelligent, and that's the thing about serial killers too, is that the vast majority of them have super high IQs and are crazy intelligent. You know, yeah, they're uh, all of them are not, not uh, psychotic, psychotic, but they're. Uh, yeah, uh, socialists. Oh, well, not socialists, but uh, uh, they can't know how to act in a society. Like correct, correct. Antisocial. Yeah, yeah. Hear about that and one. A lot of them have, uh, you know, issues that stemmed from childhood. You know, yeah, broken homes, poverty, that kind of thing. But you always get your, you know, your handful that didn't. They had a good, had a good upbringing. You know wealthy family that kind of thing who just maybe got bored and wanted to try something different yeah like with uh Dahmer is problems with sexuality and and stuff right yep you ever watch those shows those documentaries and whatnot no yeah pretty dark man and Dahmer's crazy Dahmer's super super interesting oh yeah but a guy who like caught who got was there with him when he got caught, man, he lucked mm-hmm. out. Goddamn. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Just like the girl who got away from Bundy, you know. Yeah. Little did she know until years later that you know she was almost <laughs> a statistic. Yeah. There's like you ever brought that one circular in Australia, like. Uh, made her husband, like, cooked her husband up and made him to a curtains. And yeah, I heard about made... that. I think they brought her to justice. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's that one um, circular that they made a movie uh, monster about. Oh yeah, uh, Eileen Wuornos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had Christina Ricci and uh... oh, what's her name? Beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter, wasn't it? It's. Ah. Oh, it's a uh, Charlie Theron. Yeah, Charlie Theron. Yeah, they did a good job with her makeup and stuff too. Oh yeah. And here's a funny thing: is that she actually was born and raised in Michigan before she Ooh. went down to Florida. So. Cool. She lived in like Roseville or something like that, or Bloom. Belleville or Bloomfield or yeah, she's from Michigan. Never really good movie. It's like because at, at the start you're a bit you're like yeah I go yeah I'm with her. Fuck, fuck these people trying to like rape you and whatnot. Right. But then you're like then she, it's like oh you just want to fucking kill people now you don't care about the right. money. Exactly. She kind of had a like yeah she had a breaking point and it's there's a point in time in that movie where like maybe in the beginning you kind of feel sorry for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And much like I said earlier, she was a product of her environment. Yeah. You know, she had a horrible childhood Had a horrible childhood, horrible and was raped and beaten and all this other stuff. And all, you know, stemmed from that. And, you know, she, uh, was a prostitute, but then her first, first person that she killed, you know, he wanted more and became abusive and, you know, pulled a gun. 
and she yeah. got to it first and put two in his chest, you know? Yeah. So. Then she started, like, at that one scene with them, they're, like, looking over. She has, like, all the clippings of the newspapers and stuff. Right. And, like, oh, those are trophies. That's what those are. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, tro- those are trophies. Like, circulars usually keep, like, some kind of... Oh, yeah, some kind of, like, memento, right? Yeah. Like, they would... Yeah. It's like some circulars will, like, bury the drop off a body mm-hmm. close to the road, so every time they drive by, right. they, the, they remember. And that was, that, that was that, like... That for her. Yeah, she's kind of... She was kind of stuck in that state of flux, too, because she was, she was a lesbian, and she was in love with, you know... Yeah. I forget the girl's name, but the actress was uh, Christina Ricci. Dude, oh, Christina Ricci. This is the best. I oh, I love Christina Ricci. I'm kind of excited because they're talking about uh, her and uh, Johnny Depp uh, playing. Uh, oh, it's a new movie that's talking about coming out. A role that he would be ideal for. I can't believe I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, they're 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 awesome together. All the way back up to like Sleepy Hollow, you know. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Was there in? No, that was the other lady. Yeah. Of like, some movie you're talking about. Yeah, there's something else too. I know they've played together in a couple movies. Mermaid. Percy. No. Were they in Edward Scissorhands together too? No, that was uh, wow, Winona Ryder. Oh, no, that was uh, Winona. Yeah, Winona Ryder. So she's so good in uh, well, she's not the best, but she's really good in Stranger Things. Yeah, I love her as the mother. Yeah, I guess season three is or isn't in the works. <laughs> it's in the works. I keep hearing, yeah, I keep hearing mixed things about it. Well, they need to. They kind of left on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they did. Too. But man, I, I got sucked into that series so fast. It's so good. It was awesome. Really Brilliant. It's awesome. The whole like MK. I'm like more interested in the MK Ultra stuff. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that too. Do you know anything about the MK Ultra stuff? Not too much. I really don't. Very minimal. <laughs> it's like a. It's basically like a decade long pump. Like. Test drug testing thing they did on people. Okay, against, against their will. Really? They, they, they like they tested like LSD and marijuana and alcohol and sorry to get like a bunch of that's, that's where we get a bunch of stuff we know about that those substances now from. Right. No kidding. Yeah, I've heard of that method before. I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, the, the big problem was like these people were getting tested again, like without their consent. And stuff. Right. That's a big. I'll be damned. Yeah, that's crazy though. It really is. Of course, it's like this one um, scientist got on um, drug with LSD and he jumped out of a building and died. Really? And like for like a decade, and I was like saying, "Oh, just he's committed suicide." And like <laughs> their family, his family was like, "Uh, it doesn't sound like him." And <laughs> And look into it like oh yeah our bad we kind of give him some stuff <laughs> that's wild no kidding yeah yeah i didn't know too much about that though interesting nonetheless because it does kind of play a part in you know 
the serial killer aspect and you know oh yeah maybe like, uh there are big jumping serial killers after that right exactly exactly and i think they were saying that oh what's his name but in california with the they shot the actress and they killed the actress and stuff the, oh uh yeah the uh black dahlia murder no the one with the the baby she was pregnant oh yeah 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 um oh yeah i know you're talking about name slipped my mind though but yeah that makes makes sense one the other one too where she drowned both of her kids Sharon yeah. Tate. Sharon oh, Tate, thank you. The Manson, Manson killings. Yep, yep. Well, the, the, the conspiracy is that is the CIA like drugged and Manson up and made him like a sleeper cell or whatever. Right. To, like, <laughs> like, make a, the hippie culture sure. a, a bad like thing to look at, bad thing. Give the hippies a bad name. Right. Yeah, it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> you were an outcast if you were, because it was something different. And people just thought of you to be loose and easy and, you know, heavily into drugs and dirty, you know? Or is this butthurt about not making a good music career? Right. Manson. Yeah. And I, I, I guess, like, I guess he was talented too, you know? Yeah. I guess he cut albums and released songs and things like that and was miffed because he kind of got cut out of the whole thing. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm not that kind of guy. I don't like her. Yeah, I do too. uh, I really do. And what's that? There's that one like thing they went down like Brazil or something, and they drank the Kool Aid and. Oh, you're talking like like the cults? Yeah. Yeah. What's that called? What was his name? It was a. uh, well, he was a cult leader. There was a, there was a bunch of them, but it was like a mass suicide. But uh, boy, I'm trying to remember his name too. The one I was thinking of anyway, because there has been multiple um, ones. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, thirty-eight people or something like that killed themselves. They're all yeah. laying outside the house. Yeah, he was a snake. Man, you ever listened to that speech? Yeah, bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's scary. Yeah, he he was he was a nutbag, but people like that's just that's the scary part too, is because there's people out there who actually follow those kind of people, you know, and don't see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, you hear like the people crying like because they're kids and like it's scary. It's right. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it touches a different thread, man. It really does. <laughs> Oh, he's selfish. Got it. You watch the, the Waco stuff? Uh, not really. I uh, I know of it, you know, yeah. but uh, I haven't watched too much about it. I do think it's pretty cool, like how a lot of this stuff is coincidentally, uh, these places, you know, the Oklahoma City bombings, Waco, things like that, all go through ley lines. Yeah, you know, and uh, a lot of these, like even upwards to the uh. The Lexi X murder house and things like that. It's on a ley line and all these bad things that have happened and all these murders that have happened and in these different regions and states in the United States all come across ley lines. 
I think it does play a part. <laughs> it's just energy, you know? You think uh, the ley lines are based off the magnetic uh, field around Earth? Yeah, I think it plays a lot uh, with the magnetic field and the, you know, center of the Earth, the center of the universe, and uh, maybe a lot to do with even possibly the constellations and the way, you know, stars are laid out. Yeah. You know, you see the same thing with like the pyramids and stuff over in Egypt and how a lot of these, you know, historic monuments that have been around for thousands of years, you know, are laid out the same way that these constellations are or whatnot, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's crazy that there's like the Mayan temples and the Egyptian temples, like these different cultures, like thousand, like million, not thousand, not millions of years apart, not, like thousands of years apart and cross oceans and they get the same basic structure. Yeah. Right, crazy. right. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we went to Roatan, Honduras, my uh, fiance and I, uh, a year ago, well, a year ago in, in September, and we uh, uh, got to look at some of the uh, old Aztecian pyramids and things like that, and just knowing that, oh yeah, it was awesome. And uh, just knowing that those places are thousands of thousands of years, just ahead of their time, like, you, you really think that they had to have some kind of help, you know? I mean, they they invented the calendar, they invented, you know, time and used the sun and the moon and the stars to tell the seasons and yeah, they were I mean, just, just insane to even think were, about. <clears throat> yeah, they were amazing astronomers for their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, astronomy was everything to them. Yeah. I'd get more into it. I think I can get to those that later. Like get to Mexico and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dope. Yeah, it's all interesting. Again, I love ancient aliens. <laughs> think of uh, Becky Tempe. Oh, yeah, Tempe? Uh, I think, well, what they say that's the oldest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, there's just too much evidence and too much proof to say otherwise. I mean, you're talking about scientists and forensic scientists and astrophysicists, and these people are going to this location and finding things and carbon dating these things that are, I think they said upwards to 16,000 years old. Yeah. That's, Some of the stuff they found 16,000 years ago. I mean, that's Jesus. That's 16,000 years before Christ was born. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, last ice age. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Then you got all this stuff going on with uh, global warming and like the icebergs and the, and, and the ships melting and the possibility of them releasing new diseases and new airborne viruses and stuff like that because the ice is melting, you know? Which is scary to think about. I mean, they're finding icemen that are tens of thousands of years old. All BC. Yeah. I think there's a there's been evidence of like another civilization that was like wiped out mm-hmm. near the asteroid I got hit about 15,000 years ago like around that really no kidding they found like different like rock sediment and stuff right so they can carbon date that stuff too okay. yeah that's wild it's hard to even fathom you know someone was a uh, but yeah once they, they were talking about Mesitepe 
you know, and the stuff that they're finding there being upwards, you know, 15 to 16,000 years old and it being the oldest location on earth, you know, I mean, it predates the Egyptians by 9,000 years, you know? Yeah. And like last last age was like 11,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they're finding like mud huts and like I said, statues and figurines and uh, pottery and a lot of the stuff, even like the way that everything was laid out because they actually found like their village and the civilization, but it was buried like 16 feet under earth, you know, yeah. so you got these archaeologists down there digging and whatnot, but the way that their structures and everything are laid out, they all play a part and are all co- like lined up evenly with constellations and stars, you know? Yeah. Did they line up with uh, today's stuff or from like back then? Constellations. Uh, I would assume back. I would. Yeah, I would assume back then. I mean, at that kind of age, sixteen thousand years. I mean, you'd figure things have had, had to change since then, right? Yeah. Because that'd be amazing if it line, like it lined up today. Oh, I know, know, right? That'd be crazy. Uh huh. Wasn't there like a uh, a fifteen year old kid who just found a uh, a temple in like southern Africa or something like that that was covered up by a, a bunch of uh, you know vegetation and forest, and they actually named it after him? It was like a fifteen or sixteen year old boy who just found a uh, like a Mayan temple or something like that, and it was, and I only say that because. Uh, because of the constellations there's something to do with the stars lined up in certain points because the other ones that they had already found lined up perfectly with like Gemini and Aries and all this other stuff yeah they name it Mouth of Fire it's a Canadian kid he might be I thought he was an American kid though. Some, you found like a, a Mayan city yeah and this is just like in the like last five years or so three four five years ago yeah like four years ago yeah it's crazy that's just how cool i know like imagine that being a 15 16 year old kid and all of a sudden like he put the pieces together and did the things that scientists and forensic psychologists and stuff could not do and realize that okay these ones that have already been found line up perfectly with these you know constellations and these stars and he says there should be something right here and they did, I, I think it's called a, oh boy, it's like a, a LIDAR. Yeah. But they use a drone to do it so they can cut away the vegetation using cameras, that kind of thing. Yeah. And saw that, that, that there was like a big, big temple right there that he actually did the, you know, the work to find it. It's dope. Just phenomenal. And I think they named it after him. It's really dope. Yeah, it is. It's dope as so. hell. So I'm a little miffed. It looks like my bear or the bears are uh, going to beat up on Houston. So, yeah, Houston, really good. It's kind of sucks. Thirty-six to seven. <laughs> Houston sucks. Yeah, yeah. My lines don't play until four twenty-five. <laughs> so do you have a lot of a, uh, let's say like, here in Michigan we have historical sites. So there's like plaques. And they say like what they are and when it was established and vice versa. You have those kind of things where you're from. Oh, oh yeah, there's like a whole bunch of historical sites here. Okay, okay. I think uh, 
city diamond crossfell was like a big old like trading post area for a while right it's called like a it's called crossfield because there's like a intersection between two dip, two major uh roads in the state uh-huh like across it's like a crossway crossroads crossfield so there's like a bunch of trading here gone here it's like a uh housing house uh, housing thing where like they'll give you some land they'll give you some land to work on and much oh yeah yeah like a deed yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah and a lot of the places that i go and be in highland and it's an old historical town it really is we're right next to a place called milford and it's like a it's like a brother town you know yeah and uh uh i like to go like when we do a lot of investigation a lot of times like my fiance and i my co-investigator uh we'll go and just take pictures and even if we can't get inside of a place we'll you know go to the cemeteries and learn the history of like the church or the building or the road or whatever it is and of course there's always those historical plaques that are up there yeah you know which are always very informative and uh you take pictures of that and you can kind of base your stories off that but have it be like a future reference or a future place for you to go investigate you know what i mean yeah Oh, that's much like you know the warlock willies even though like there's not a a plaque there but if that's like a michigan folklore place is warlock willies and uh it's in dexter michigan but yeah. it's like an old graveyard that it's just nobody really knows of it you know and it's there's like 12 gravestones there and then of course you've got the headstone of warlock willie which is actually inside of a giant oak tree oh man and, uh Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So you go there, and it's kind of like sunken in about three or four feet, and you can lay there at the head of the tree. And they always mm-hmm. say that, you know, if you lay there, you can feel the spirit of Warlock Willie or an entity into your body. It's insane. We actually went there and did an investigation about four or five months ago. What was that investigation like? Oh, dude, it was magical. I tell you what. And it's like, we we look for it because it's, it's off the beaten path, and there's no sign or anything to say like where it's at so we like we spend an hour driving up and down the road looking for it well we finally found like this tiny little walk path and it's like 30 feet off the road you walk back there and all the grass is the same it's all like this marshy green moss and all of a sudden i start seeing like these broken headstones everywhere and it's maybe a total of like 60 feet by 120 feet that's all the bigger it is it's really Mm -hmm. small and then there's this like this uh the sign in the tree and it's laminated and it tells a story about warlock willie and there's a couple candles and stuff that are by the base of the tree that are lit well you go there and we went there in probably midday so it wasn't quite getting dark yet and uh uh pulled out our equipment you know i set up some cameras and uh the sb11 and digital recorder and that kind of thing and pulled out a deck of cards and uh did a little trick that you know i've seen used a couple times where you pick a card and you have the EDM, uh, your digital recorder going, SB11, and see if maybe it comes through, if they can guess what kind of card it is. Well, I'm sitting there, and we'd already been about an hour into the investigation, and uh, I pull out a lath, I think it was a seven of hearts. Yeah. And I hold it up like this, and I kind of look around. And all of a sudden, it comes through the SB11. It was a female, though, but it said seven of hearts. So I was like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. But uh, a lot of orbs, a lot of spirit activity, a lot of just feelings you know what i mean yeah more of an intuition didn't see any full body apparitions nothing extravagant happened of like being touched or you know things thrown at us but it was just it was a very 
borderline magical place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very cool, though. Very cool. There's a place called Sunken Gardens. It's uh, right outside of Howell. It's like that, too. It's about 120 yards behind the Howell Cemetery. And uh, you cross a little bridge and you go by this giant, giant, giant tree. And uh, they call it the witching tree. And you go back there and there's these like these like quarried stones. And there's, you know, one for each state in the United States. But most of these were like quarried back in like the 1860s, 1870s, a few of them from like 1830s. So there's Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska, like every state. And it's kind of like put in a circle and there's like this monolith that's in the middle of it where people have gone back there and done like satanic rituals and whatnot, which obviously I stay away from. Yeah. But uh, that place itself was like super magical. And I caught one of the best EVPs I've ever had in my life there. So on these stones, they have... They're almost like railroad spikes and they kind of stick out. So what they used to do, they used to hang these bells from these railroad spikes on these stones. Well, since then they've been plundered and gone through and stolen and whatnot. So my my fiance and I, Heather, were talking about, you know, oh, they used to put the bells on these stones. Oh, yeah. I said, wouldn't it be crazy if you're sitting there and all of a sudden, like, we hear bells ringing and I have my digital recorder going at the time. And about 10 seconds later, you hear this girl clear as day like she was right next to me she goes rings r-i-n-g-s yeah and uh obviously i didn't know it until after i came back home and went through all my evidence but dude it was unbelievable so she was listening to what i was saying we're talking about the bells ringing rings and all of a sudden she comes through and says rings but the place is beautiful was she grammar she's was she like fixing her grammar or something i don't know she may have been but it was like it had like a weird like rolling of the tongue to it because she was like rings it was just really really strange hey everybody I just want to talk to you a little bit about a new CBD online store that came out in 2020 it's called sobeitcbd.com they have a really cool local items and products here like uh, gummies and tincture oil and like roll on to be re- spectrum relief sticks. And they have a, a hemp flower. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, like Bean and Buds, Berry Chill Shot, little things, and Blue Koi CBD oils and. Got conditioners and for bath and body. They have like massage oils and stuff for your pets too. It's pretty great. Right now they're having a 25% sale off on on site-wide on everything. And if you use the, also if you use the code, the link down below, You'll save eight percent. Oh, you! If you use the code Monster Legend PO on checkout, on the order coupon code, you'll save ten percent. So you're saving like thirty five percent off. If you use the code Monster Legend PO, that's that. So be CBD.
And also, tell what's on sale right now. On sale, they have um, cookies, they have pet treats, and honey sticks, and gummies, and like I said, hemp flour and CBD creams and oils. It's so be it cbd.com. They're found on Facebook. They can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. I forget. That's Monster Legend PO, all caps, for a checkout. It's so be it cbd.com. Oh, man. I'm kissing him. This is my fiance, Heather, co founder. Oh, she's, she's going to work. Hi. <laughs> okay, work. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. We'll do. Have a good day. So yeah, that is a that's a place is actually I just found out was like twelve minutes from my house, and I just kind of stumbled across it accidentally. You know. Cool. Yeah. We just take like random little adventures. We'll come home from work and be like, I'll look something up online and be like, we haven't been here before. You know, we haven't checked out this cemetery. I heard that there's this old house and this old whatever at this place, you know, might be anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes away, but we'll just go investigate it and take like a little mini trip, you know? So stuff that we like to do almost, almost on a weekly basis. My brother uh, told me a story. He's like washing dishes or something. He's looking out the window and he saw somebody like throw a rope over the tree limb. Okay. And put this like noose around this woman's neck and like pushed her off. And what? then they like they were they like what the fuck, and they looked again and they were gone. Oh, you shit me. Yeah. Was this local? I mean, in your local yeah. area? Yeah. No kidding, dude. See, that's that's insane. That's not just seeing full body apparitions. You're 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 seeing the noose. You're seeing the 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 like the imprint of what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, like that event. It's like really tragic and. A bentful and that was imprinted on the tree or an area or something. Did he do any research on it and find out, like, you know, if something like that actually happened? I don't think he did, but no. See, if I was ever to see something like that, I'd be like, holy shit, for starters. Like, that's that's, yeah. that's insane. But I'd have to do, like, you know, obviously some research and be like, well, was somebody hung from this tree? You know, that's wild, though. That's something that always stick with you. Definitely. Uh, there's like a home there's a homestead place around here like it's old timey yeah. like pioneer stuff sure and apparently, apparently there's like a fire there and a bunch of people died and it's supposed to be like really haunted i won't wow. go there so if now, I do, you do, time, field, do you do I'll, any field work ever uh i like to but i never have time because i'm always working right right it's like you have any you have any equipment or anything that like say if you wanted to you could go do it i have like a phone a camera can, right I'll just need, the basics, which is basics. fine. Some of the best stuff that you'll ever catch and stuff like that, you know, is on your phone. I take my phone everywhere because you never know. Okay. What's that tool? Is it the EMP? No, not the EMP, but the, the tool where they, they measure the energy in the room. What's that called? The EMF detector? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did some research. I was like, they measure like certain things of like take away energy like little pockets of air not air but like yep. space time thing a lot of the new ones they uh uh they measure uh milligals yeah 
and radiation. Radiation's cool. Yeah. So you can actually find, you know, you could there's two different settings. You could put it on RAD. Yeah. And see if there's any like, you know, radiant hits on that, or do it in milligals, which just uh records the electronic energy in the atmosphere. And if there's any spikes in it in a place that you already like did some testing, you're getting zeros across the board, you know, yeah. that usually shows presence of a you know a spirit or a sign of a spirit uh when you're hitting these pockets or even like a cold pocket you know what i mean because a lot of them have uh uh temperature readers on them or thermal anything like that so they they make all these new ones now which is really cool that they're like a a utility knife if you will they they record radiation record temperature they record thermal you know all in one they're expensive though (laughs) (laughs) but the, the temperature the cold spots are interesting because it makes you think like there's maybe like a like temperature going somewhere right because you don't really you're going to an old place and there's like a draft or you know whatever the case may be but that's why you do that's why i i personally i always do base reading so i'll take my emf detector and i'll do a base reading so we'll go through a house i'll check the walls because anything that has any kind of like electronic conduits or anything inside of a house i'm going to give off a high emf so I'll be like, well, that, I can debunk that because, you know, there's a conduit right here or there's a microwave over there, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But if you do that, do a base read and you got zeros all across the board and later on that night, you're in the same place and all of a sudden you get a spike with a 0.2 or a 0.3, you know, you're like, okay, that can't really be explained. Yeah. There's no reason for that to happen. Okay. What do you think of the idea of like ghosts being like from another dimension? I think, boy, that's a tough one. I don't necessarily think they're from another dimension. I think they're stuck between dimensions. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they're stuck between, you know, the possibility of going to heaven here on earth or maybe hell, if there is a hell, you know? There's a lot of uh, stipulation and correlations with, like, the meaning of hell or if there is a hell, you know, a lot of people believe that this is hell that we're living in hell and that, uh, this is our test to see whether or not we make it to heaven or not. You know, um, me personally, I think if you're a spirit trapped on this earth and you're, you're watching your family and your kids and your loved ones die before you, I think that would be hell. Yeah. You know, um, I do think it is, it's like a paradox. I think it's not from another dimension, but I do think that you're stuck between dimensions. You ever, uh, ever heard that, watch that video about, oh, what's his name? The famous physicist from 60s to this face. Uh, well, is it, well, I forget the name, but he's like explaining like the fourth dimension, how it's like, there's like 2D, 2D dimensions like a line and you no, know, it's like a piece of paper and okay, 3D is like a ball. You come down and like it's weird. It's like you yeah, look like a ghost. You suddenly right. appear out of nowhere. This is it's crazy. Yeah, I, I it is crazy. And I think there's, you know, a lot that can be said about that only because like us as humans, we're just giant balls of energy. Yeah. That's all we are. Yeah. You know, this is, this is just our shell. 
You know what I mean? It's like really slow. We're like really slow molecules. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think Ed and Lorraine Warren touched base on quite a bit of that. To be honest with you, I read some of their books and that kind of thing. And she was a spiritualist and she was a medium and uh, Ed was too. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it could all be interpreted in different ways. People talk about like spirit orbs, you know, and there's a lot, obviously, you know, of uh, speculation with spirit orbs. Well, I I believe in spirit orbs. I can tell the difference between dust and an orb, you know, and uh, I think they can manifest I think they can go, obviously, being energy, it can go through a wall, it can go through a house, it can do whatever. Yeah. And you do catch them. You know, you can catch them on camera and you can make out things inside of this orb that you catch on the camera, whether it be a face or whatever. Um, us just being giant conduits and giant balls of energy, you know, which is why you can be sensitive to spirits and things like that, because it's an electrical thing. You can feel yeah. it. It, it's like this energy doesn't go anywhere it's just... well exactly yeah your, your shell dies your body dies where's the energy go they actually did a, a scientific test if you will I think it was actually probably in the 70s mid 70s where a, a doctor measured the weight of a human oh, body yeah. when he died and realized yeah. that there was 0. 0.6 ounces he was 0. 0.6 ounces lighter after he died yeah. And that's your spirit leaving your body. Well, where does that go? You know what I mean? True. It's got to go somewhere. There's like, oh boy. Taking it to like the quantum mechanics of it. It's like, right. I need to get, I don't like to say that more and oh, things being at the same place at the same time. And, mm hmm things changing all the time yeah observer and with the more advanced that we get and the and the and the better you know scientific methods that we have i think we have so much more to learn yeah. and that's actually part of the thing with hpr you know you're never you never stop learning I, i'll never stop learning i've been doing this for years and i'll never stop learning i'm always accepting to new methods and new ways and new possibilities you know what i mean we try to find proof of the paranormal like our saying goes it says compiling and comparing paranormal evidence to gain a better understanding of the spiritual world yeah you know i mean ghosts and spirits and hauntings have been going on for thousands of years and there's got to be you know something something right there just has to be there just has to be i've had experiences my fiance's had experiences my dad's had experiences you know you read the books, you know, there's been ghost stories for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's, it's like those ghosts and aliens. Right. And aliens. In, in my research, and especially in America, what we've done so far, like little fairy people helping people out. Oh, yeah. Like little uh, sprites or uh, like what do they call Trolls and stuff. Little... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and with that, with being like folklore. You know, that's another thing. I do believe in that kind of shit. I do believe that there are little fairies and sprites. And I mean, actually on Paranormal Con and Camera, they, they caught one, you know, and that wasn't no dragonfly. Like, you know, they had legs <laughs> and arms yeah. that flew away. 
<laughs> that wasn't he didn't manipulate manipulate the camera or do anything like that. It was just you know the stuff yeah, has been here for a thousand years. Like they found unicorns. They found proof of unicorns. Yeah. You know? Trolls and gnomes and that kind of stuff. In like Hawaii, there's these little hairy small builder people. They like build a <laughs> yeah. whole aqueduct system overnight. Yep. And I think they I've heard were about actually, them. They were counted in the census back in the 1850s or 60s. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the Menehune, I think they're called. Menehune, yeah. 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 That's a really cool feel. Oh, it is. It's it. fascinating, man. And again, like most people are just so close minded to the fact that anything like that can even exist. Your Bigfoots, your aliens, your ghosts, your your sprites, your, you know, little gremlins, trolls, gnomes, etc. You know? But that's what I just try to like relay to other people. Just be open-minded enough to understand that you know these stories came from somewhere and be open-minded enough to realize like you know what this place is hundreds of thousands if not a million years old there were things here before we ever came out of this earth yeah. you know i'll think about like this the uh, the animal kingdom that we know of uh-huh. how cool how amazing it is that we oh, dude, know so about fascinating. it's so fascinating and they're finding new stuff every day and that's another thing with like you talk about it you know, our oceans, we've only explored 7% of all the oceans in the world. That's amazing. You know, we know more about outer mm-hmm. space than we do yeah. our own oceans. That's incredible. And then they're finding new sea creatures and new life all the time. These things yeah. are floating up. They found like 36 different species of sharks like two years ago. Wow. They're finding things that can live in depths upwards to like 10 to 11,000 feet under the water that have 300 eyes and glow in the dark. I mean, if that's not alien, you know, what is? That's dope. Yeah, it really is, man. I love it. Yeah, the fun, like... Of course, like, Strange Michigan... Strange world we live in. Like, like, where you're at in Michigan, like, the, the lake... Mon- like, there's, like, tons of lake monsters. Oh, yeah. Dozens. Yeah. We have our own Nessie. I, yeah. I forget what they call her, but it's the Lake Michigan Sea Monster or whatever it is. Yeah. But, uh three-eyed fish <laughs> yeah. all kinds of weird stuff man yeah we got yeah. tons of uh tons of different cryptids out this way yeah there's like a ton of folklore on it too if i remember oh god and i'm like do you consider folklore being different than paranormal because folklore is, i almost think of like an old children's book you know what i mean your yeah. hansels and gretels or anything like that i think do it's considered to be different I think folklore is anything that's locally local stories. Okay. Based on our culturally based stories or. Sure. Do you believe that with all folklore, much like other things that there's got to be some truth to it in order for it to become legend or become folklore? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think it comes from think something happened and either it's or it's like some like some stories are obviously like yellow journalism stories from like the 1880s and trying to sell sure. newspapers and stuff right but there's some stories like the great like the serpents and lakes and stuff are like mm-hmm. so old like 100 like 400 years old stories right. from like the americans and stuff yeah like, there's something to that yeah and obviously much like any story you know as they pass through time they change and they alter like you read the like if you ever read like the original red riding hood you know or know about the story of how dark and demented and like 
vulgar yeah. it was you know it wasn't made for tv it wasn't made for kids it was very very vulgar yeah Pretty much like our cryptids when i mentioned to you earlier about like you know your warlock willie or your your sunken gardens or your seven gables the witch of seven gables and things like that like those all stemmed from somewhere and through time you know of course they change but you know the premise in my opinion always stays the same you know it's like that method that you always use in school where i forget what they call it it's like telephone oh yeah you tell one person one thing and then that person tells it the next and next and next and by the time it gets to the last person the story is completely different exactly yeah Yeah, i put that in we did that in class and i was like i'll listen to the the person say it's like i didn't tell you that all (laughs) it's got nothing to do with anything we're talking about like i said yeah the seashells by the seashore and by the time it gets to the last person you're talking about a Volkswagen Beetle and an Xbox and you're like what the, what the hell just happened <laughs> like, it's like someone did this on purpose I swear yeah they, they pur- purposely altered the story just to you know throw a throw a wrench in it you know yeah you ever, what do you think about the Wendigo I think mythologically, I think it's a badass thing. Yeah. I really do. I mean, that's like, God. The stories I've heard about it and just the, the gut wrenching screams, yeah. you know, that it does. It's just, I think it's just much like anything else. It It's possible. You know what I mean? I wouldn't count out any legend or cryptid or anything like that. Again, it all stems from somewhere. Speaking of screams. You ever watch Bone Tomahawk? No, I haven't. It's amazing. It's like one of the scariest things. It's a, really? a cannibal, it's like a cannibal horror film, like Western. Okay. And there's a scream in it. It's like so scary. Just gut wrenching, guttural scream, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, ooh. It's, it's, like, oh, because like they kill. I don't want to spur it for you. That's one. You got to watch it. It's like, right. It's really gruesome. What's really it called gruesome. again? I'll write it down. Bone Tomahawk has um, Kurt Russell and Patrick Wilson. Really? Is it like a 70s, 80s? It came out in 2015. Oh, did it really? Yeah. No shit. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely research that. I mean, I'll check that out. Oh, um, like what's the? I heard some like people like ghost adventures and ghost hunters, and there's a what's the difference between them? Like, they seem like the same. Well, okay, ghost ghost hunters came out first. Taps, yeah. the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Yeah, they had Jason Hawes, they had Steve Gonsalves, Tango, yeah. uh, one of my favorite, Chris Williams, uh, the female, and then they had the overseas one, the Taps. Uh, uh, the Ghost Hunters International. Yeah. So they were the first. They kind of came out like 2005, 2004, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. I was in uh, Pensacola, Florida at the time, and I was doing uh, a lot of paranormal investigating, which actually, you talk about Pensacola, Florida, and a lot of those uh, Florida uh, cities, uh, some yeah. of the oldest cities in the United States, you know. Um, they came out. They kind of They kind of laid the ground for it all. Then Ghost Adventures came out. And in my opinion, was just 
better. And it, and by the time that Ghost Adventures came out, everybody was starting to adapt and learn what the paranormal was. You know yeah. what I mean? So they just kind of clung on to that one a lot more than Taps did, even though they laid the foundation, in my opinion. But I think it has a lot to do, too, with, like, your cast of characters and, and, and uh, the investigators that you have, you know? Yeah. I have to go to the war museum. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. We have That's one here, too, in uh, Detroit. Uh, the Wayne, or Fort Wayne, Yeah, is what it is. I've been trying to get in that place forever. And it's uh, it's actually owned by uh, Wayne State University now. So in order to, long story short, you got to jump through a, a shit ton of hoops in order to get into it. And it's... Uh, it's owned by the state and everything else. Yeah. And you got to talk to this person who has to talk to that person, so on and so forth. So, but uh, they have a giant war museum inside, which you can go to, but to actually investigate the place, it's borderline impossible. Yeah. You hear about the Henry doll? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I didn't. That's scary. I don't like dolls. Oh, uh, they, they creep me out. I like them too, you know, but. uh. I got a couple friends on like Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Haunted Dicker and mm-hmm. uh, some other people who actually collect dolls that are found in, you know, rather risque locations, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we'll put their EMF detector right up next to it. And, you know, it's spiking. It's hitting red. And uh, I believe that spirits can, you know, uh, live in other things like, you know, obviously the the infamous, uh, what is it? Uh, and about all. Uh, yeah, Annabelle or uh, what's his name? One of those sailor outfits. Uh, uh, keep wanting to say Danny, but it's not. Uh, he's actually in Florida too, behind glass. Harry Paul, but, uh, Paul, maybe. Is it Paul, Paul the doll or something like that. Anyway, he's wearing like a little sailor's outfit. Anybody who's anybody's, you know, done investigations about it or you know, gone and seen him. Oh, Robert. Robert the doll. Thank you. I almost said Bob, which was like Robert, but yeah, Robert yeah. the doll. But yeah, I think it's possible. Absolutely. I would love to have a old, you know, possessed doll. I think that would be, I think that would be cool. You'd never have to leave your house to do an investigation. You'd just stay at home all day and investigate it. Yeah. Like the story of that, that guy was like sleeping in the room. He saw Anvil climb up on his bed and took him out. Yeah. I was like, no, right, yeah. we're going to yeah, yeah, cut this doll up. We're going to burn it yeah. or something. One guy who, yeah, uh, actually uh, jumped in his car and followed him home. It was uh, He was a uh, reverend, I believe. Yeah. And he got in a car accident. He saw her in the rearview mirror. Saw in the rearview mirror, yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. We're well, now Ed and Lorraine Warren's son. Uh, yeah. Uh, forget his first name, something Warren. But he's now in the possession of Annabelle and all their other belongings. Robert Warren, I believe his name is. I believe so. Yeah. Mr. Warren. I'll call him Mr. Warren. Yeah, we'll just call him Mr. Warren. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's sad, man, that uh, Ed Warren died. And what was it? Last year, Lorraine died. Yeah. Have you seen their gravestones, by the way? I think they're in New York. Uh, I haven't been there, but. Oh, I haven't either personally, but I mean, I saw pictures of their markers and stuff, dude, and they're just gorgeous. They're out of this world. 
the architecture that they did for the gravestones themselves are just beautiful. I like to watch the, the nun movies. I think you watch those. Oh yeah, any of the uh, the Conjuring series. Yeah, I watched the second one or the first. Oh, I watched the first one. The first one was actually done in the the house so, that's in Pennsylvania. Uh, I forget that one. But then you have the nun, which is a uh, part of it. Uh, the skeleton key or whatever it is, the conjuring. Yeah. yeah, the same woman plays in all of them. They're all good. They're all really good, even though like they're fiction, but they're still you know based on some actual events. Yeah, based on. Annabelle, yeah. yeah, Annabelle two, the nun. I think it's like a six, five or six part series. There's like I was looking for the nun on Netflix or Hulu, and like, oh, there's like a ton of knock like ripoffs stuff. This maybe there's yeah, there's a ton of knockoffs. <laughs> like this isn't the one I'm supposed to be watching. Yeah, I actually just saw the first original nun for the first time maybe like five months ago, which oh. to me is surprising because. Again, horror movies, and I'm a horror buff. But like, yeah, and I, I, it was good. It was really good. It was pretty scary. I watched it in like order. I think the nun shows up in Conjuring Two. I think. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch that, and then you watch Annabelle series. Uh, I gotta figure out the story. There's a story to it. I gotta watch. I think the Annabelle doll is part of the nun thing. Yeah, I think. yeah. Once again, they all coincide with one another. They play a part, and I think they can be watched in certain orders too much like uh, a lot of the Avengers series and stuff like that yeah. you watch them like or Star Wars you watch them in different order like watch two first and yeah. watch one then three and then four well, speaking of Star Wars uh, what do you think about the new trilogy that came out you know I like Star Wars I've watched I would say 80% of the movies mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about them you know I know about you know the story, the premise, and then the Mandalorian, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But in terms of, uh, you know, I'm not a huge diehard like Star Wars fan. You know, I respect it, love it, watch it, but yeah, so I am. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Oh yeah, for sure. So Did you watch the Mandalorian? No, haven't watched any of the Mandalorian. I don't have a Disney Plus. Oh, Isn't that the only thing it's on now? Is Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, we got Hulu, Netflix, uh, Amazon, and just uh, limited basic cable or something. Oh, speaking of Hulu, uh, watching X Files on Hulu, man, that show is yeah. awesome. The, the original series or like the new movie? The original series. Okay, yeah, which I love. There was so, something about like one of the episodes that they couldn't actually air on television because of how dark and scary it was. <laughs> it was like the the forbidden unseen episode of X-Files huh. I've always been kind of curious about it because I did watch X-Files like pretty religiously when I was a bit younger Yeah. and the new movie was pretty good I think it's called I Want to Believe oh, yeah yeah which I liked you know they touch base on quite a few things they kind of cover all spectrums of like paranormal you know whether it be alien ghost and you know otherworldly if you will yeah we're thinking about the whole like reptilian conspiracy that every political leader is up I think that there's see now to me with all of that I think that might be the the most far-fetched but there's still parts of it that I'm like 
<laughs> okay, like I can kind of believe that. I've, you know, with the eye things when their eyes can change. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see footage of it and videos of it. And yeah. Justin Bieber is like a lizard man or a whatever. But I would I would say out of like all of the the legends and folklore, like you know, that would probably be the hardest one to actually believe. I think it's like the like most like difficult conspiracy to pull off. Yeah, I do too. And even somebody as open-minded as me or anything, it would be the most difficult one to truly understand and actually think to be feasible. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially like thinking about government be that worked out well. Right. Yeah, the reptilian man, the whole reptile premise is just it, 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 it does to me seem pretty far-fetched, but you know, again, much like all stories, there's got to be some kind of truth to it for it to be, you know, having gone on this long. Or it's a, or it's a giant metaphor for being cold-blooded in business, in politics, I guess. Right. Because it does usually, like, the stories that they do tell does usually, like, circle around big wigs, rich yeah. people, uh, movie stars, actors, actresses, etc. So. There's like the, and there's like the giant, like Illuminati conspiracy. Or that I, I believe, I believe, yeah. damn near 100 percent of all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a giant like orgy they have from the Isles, the giant Isles statue. Yeah, and I think that plays a big part with like the Odd Fellows. You yeah. know, uh, everything that you read about the Odd Fellows, I mean, for the most part, is all actual stuff, or like the Freemasons, and they all play a part with one another. Your Freemasons, your Odd Fellows, and uh, was the one you just mentioned? Uh, the Illuminati. Illuminati. I think they're all kind of one and the same, but it's all you know. You you look at your your, your presidents in the United States, you know, uh, yeah. your your influential people. Uh, they all have either been in Odd Fellows or you know Illuminati, right? Been skull skull bones. Bones. And, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I do think that a lot of what is known or that little black book I mentioned earlier when yeah. the presidents, you know, there's some stuff about that in there. I really do think that. And I don't know people like I'm sure they worry about giant conspiracy to Yeah. I kinda don't know, like paying like a just I'm tired of damn like what's we're in now? Is this like COVID stuff here now? We're in uh uh-huh. tired of it. I'm tired of it. Like, yeah, I think I'm fifty fifty on it. Uh I think there is some truth to it. But I think there's a lot of misconception about it and uh, us kind of like becoming sheep about the whole situation. I think there's a lot of uh, stuff that they're trying to make us believe just for their own agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really always put like politics to it and it's annoying. Don't right. Like political and yeah. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. It just really shouldn't. I agree. Yeah, it's, like it's, a, it's a tangled web, man. It's a, it's a weird disease. Like it affects. It's, it's seemed like. Well, yeah, you've got a ninety-nine point six percent survival rate. You yeah. know, 
and it's a proven fact that you know the more you wear masks and everything else you're inhaling bacteria all day long people who yeah. are actually wearing masks are becoming sicker you know and i know people have worn masks since day one who are still catching covid and uh really that's what it means the masks aren't working <laughs> you know they just want us to follow suit in my opinion do as i say not as i do kind of thing oh well, i think they're going it's going by like based off like this worked before during the pandemic and it should work today it should work now wearing masks and staying away from each other right yeah you can go on for days and days and days about that but of course like every pandemic we have is like 100 years apart well exactly coincidentally 100 years apart and a lot of this stuff always happens to happen around a presidential election yeah and always around a giant economic downturn yep downturn yep yeah like, like with the banks in the 1800s and again in the 1900s yeah yeah you're absolutely right again coincidental <laughs> i don't think so, so. i think they're anything yeah. like the last time we have dynamic we should be getting that roaring 20s coming up right yeah <laughs> and like i said about pretty close to about 100 years apart every time whether it be the black flu, Spanish flu, uh, or black plague, Spanish flu, yeah. uh, SARS, measles, mumps, rubella. Yeah. Yeah. And hard to believe, like, you know, for a hundred years, they can't find a vaccine or a cure for cancer. They can't find vaccines for your certain other things. But in just like six months time, they suddenly found a vaccine for COVID. Yeah. And they're testing on people and people are dying because of the vaccine. I don't know. It's just people are getting paralysis in their face and stroke face and all kinds of stuff man it's I don't test it you're not going to stick me with a needle and try to give me the anti-vax you know yeah awesome. I was vaccinated as a child and I'm I've been fine yeah. I have not been sick once that's really good it's awesome yeah I had the flu like really bad as a kid oh did you yeah like puking up and after that, like, I never get the flu again. I'm fine. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I'll get sick, like, once a year, but it's like a cold. You know what I yeah. mean? It's always I right around cold. Christmas. Right. Yeah, colds common cold, like, are the worst. Right. No. Like, I work a lot. I work outside a lot. I, I'm a chef. I cook. I clean. I, you know, it happens, man. Like, your immune system, and obviously, the older you get, the weaker your immune system gets. It just yeah. it is what it is. There so many, uh, right. Yeah. Never had ammonia. Ammonia. Mm-hmm. I would say ammonia. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff do you cook? What's that? What kind of stuff do you cook? Oh, everything. <laughs> I've been a I've been a chef for the better part of uh, twenty years. So uh, <laughs> I was a chef down in New Orleans for a while and Creole cage and cooking and uh, I don't have a particular favorite. You know, yeah. I could cook damn near anything though. <laughs> What's the best way to cook steak? me yeah i like to sear it i do it on a grill but if i'm at home i'll sear it and i'll finish it in the oven yeah that's what i do yeah yeah just get a nice crust on it and then just let it slow cook in the oven to a nice me i'm a medium so nice medium medium for me i'll eat medium rare don't get me wrong nothing better than a juicy medium rare but i'm not a big fan of uh hemoglobin (laughs) dripping all over your potatoes and whatnot I could 
like medium. Yeah, medium is the best. Yeah, medium for sure. But steak is steak. I'll eat it well, rare. I don't give a damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Throw some garlic and some salt and pepper on that. Call it a day. Some caramelized onions. Oof. Oh, I know, right? So make my mouth water. Got like. I'm trying to learn how to make good burger. Man, I make some yeah, burgers. Burgers. Um, yeah. burgers. I made them like little big old juicy burgers. Man. Oh, man. Dripping down your face. <laughs> Caramelized onions. Bacon and all the fixings on them. LTO, mayo, mustard. I'm not yeah. a big ketchup guy. So, unless yeah, it's a McDonald's cheeseburger, it's about the only way I eat ketchup. I'm very anti ketchup. Like. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to get in my house. I'm starting to get away from ketchup. It's like sending this condiment. Yeah, dude. I think it what I think that's how it happened with me too. Like I stemmed back to like like in a restaurant or a chef or a cook position. Mm-hmm. You work your way up, you know, you start yeah. off as a dishwasher. Then you become a prep cook. You know, then you become like, you know, working on the line, then you become a sous chef, then you become a chef, and et cetera, et cetera. So like ever since I started in the industry, you'd always as the dishwasher. You'd always get those plates and stuff and just covered in ketchup. Well, you hit it with yeah. that hot water and you get that vinegar smell and all that other stuff. And it just, yeah. it, it turned me off ever since then. So like, I really have not been a fan of ketchup ever since. Oh well, yeah. Will I eat it? Sure. If it's already on something, probably, but I'm not dipping my fries and shit in it, man. Just don't mm. do it. That's pretty good to dip fries in like honey mustard. Oh dude, for sure. Barbecue yeah. sauce, honey mustard. Yeah. That, uh, spicy mustard at McDonald's. Oh yeah, Those are good. that's good <laughs> oh, stuff. Right there. Absolutely. The sweet and sour sauce. Food. I always get that with my nuggies. How do you feel about hot sauce? What do like I think about sauce? it? What do you like hot sauce? Oh yeah, not stupid yeah. hot. Not to the point to where it's like you're not, eating yeah. and like crying and sweating at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't like that kind of hot sauce. I like yeah. flavor. Yeah, I like flavor. Right. You're right. I want it to kind of like dance around in my mouth a little bit. It's like you know. You're still tasting everything, but you got that little bit of heat. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, this is like, like super hot. Like, this is stupid hot. This is, I can't even taste the food. Well, it's right. So You're just, yeah, it's, it's miserable, dude. If you got to, like, have two glasses of ice cold milk next to you the entire time, then you're just like, you're going to spend the rest, <laughs> the rest of the day on the okay. toilet. Yeah. Like you, I'm straight. This person cooked this food and I can't even taste, like, all this. this oh, well, you taste this heat. Right. It's yeah, stupid. it's miserable. And I've done it before, just out of shits and giggles. And you get people who, in the restaurant industry, just ask for, make it as hot as you fucking can. And you're like, so, okay. You're you throwing in cayenne and red pepper flake and chili and jalapeno and cayenne and just all kinds of shit. And they're just sitting there eating it like it's ice cream, you know? Yo, no. Like I mean, like you're told to I have all later, person. <laughs> like I get heartburn way too easy, man. Oh, man, heartburn's the worst. Oh, dude, it's the worst. Ugh. I got to take Prilosec every day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they call it ulcerative colitis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can, like, look at something hot, dude, and I'll start getting, like, salivating and a burning sensation. I live off a of Pepto. <laughs> Man. We said, like, oh, dishwasher and, like, you know, those big old bowls of, like, they mix, like, spicy chicken stuff, hot wings in it. Sure. Yeah. And you rinse it out and all that heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fumes in the face. Sitting there crying. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the worst. Oh, it is the worst. It really is. <laughs> For, 
Uh, so I'm trying remember, to make this my day job. We worked in. Uh, remember, like, at the end of the shift, you would like have to mop the whole kitchen and back room and stuff. Dude, I tell you what, being in the restaurant industry, and I tell you what, it's not it's not for everybody. You either either can or you can't. It's not yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna go do it. You can't. It's, dude, it's it's grueling. It's 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 twelve hour days every day. It's not seeing your kids. It's missing mm-hmm. holidays. It's. It's a dangerous time job. Time fly in damn restaurant, though. Oh, yeah, it does. It really does. And it is. It's a family. Like it's, you become you know, family with the people that you work with because you're with them all the fucking time. You yeah. Know? But, uh, yeah, it's not just like kids will come up to me nowadays because I went to school. Mm-hmm. I went to Mott uh, Community College right. and uh, got a culinary degree. And uh, people come up to me and be like, I want to become a cook or a chef. I'm going to try to wean you away from that. Like, it is not this big, glorious, glamorous job that you see on Food Network. You know, you're not going to be on Food Network. No. It doesn't work that way. You know, you're going to cut your thumbs off. You're going to get stitches. You're going to cry. You're going to miss, you know, again, holidays with your kids. You're going to long nights. You're going to get no sleep. You're going to develop drug habits and alcoholism. I mean, that's for real. Yeah. There's chefs who commit suicide every single day just because of the job. You know, so, and it is considered to be like top 10 most dangerous jobs in the world. Well, it really is. It's not a glamorous job. Yeah, at least it's like a, like he's saying, like mop up the floor in the back and kitchen and the shift. And one time, damn, I spilled over the mop bucket and right. water went everywhere. <laughs> Do you have your non slips on? Yeah. Yeah, good. It's like, shit. Yeah, I'm taking a couple of spills, man. It's like, you have to clean out the dishwasher every yeah. time you get in there because, like, of course, the shit before you doesn't clean the damn dishwasher and take the trash out. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that's just it, too. Is like, because, yeah, you can be done with service, say, at 10 o'clock, but you're not yeah. leaving that kitchen until midnight, one o'clock in the morning because you got to clean, you got to do dishes, you got to take out the garbage. Like, yep. you got three more hours after your shift is over. Yeah. Yeah, it's miserable, man. I'm glad I'm kind of like on the outskirts of it now, you know? I've, I put in my time, I've earned my stripes. It's good. Hell yeah. Yeah, mom was a mom was a cook. She was a cook. Oh, was she? she I was think like that's a, how I fell in love with it too. Was because of my mom. I have to learn like diner lingo. Oh uh, yeah, man. I have to learn, I'll See, learn I, that. And it's tough for me because it's like I cuss like I breathe. I swear, yeah. like constantly. This is probably the least I've sworn, probably in my life. I'll be honest. With you. I've dropped a couple f moms and said should have fucked, you know, a couple times, but. Dude, like, I do. F is, saying the F word to me is like saying the word the. It's just, yeah. and you can't help it. You really yeah. can't. But it's being like in that a... industry, that's, yeah, it's part of it. Same thing with tattoos and shit. Tattoos yeah. all over your body, you know. I'll look at, I don't want my shoulder. Yeah. I, I'm very picky. It's hard. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Both arms, back, hand. It actually says chef right there if you could actually see it. Yeah. C H E F. Cool. That's dope. Yeah. So, yeah. What's it's a, hard, a lifestyle. What's a hard pick out your tattoos? Uh, I got a tribute to my mom left shoulder. I got a mm-hmm. zombie right below her. Uh, I got my kids' names on my arms. I got a tribute to my dad. Well, not tribute, but uh, my dad's initials right here. Cool. And some other stuff that I just kind of designed because I draw on stuff a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, I got a little Grim Reaper over here. 
I got them everywhere. I got a jester on my back. I'm looking like, like a some kind of weird cryptid that yeah. weird cryptid tattooed on my. I want to get like some kind of a. I want to get Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, you know, like yeah. some of the big five horror guys yeah. incorporated in my arm, at least a half sleeve, you know, but kind of do it with my own little spin on it. I, I kind of like Jason before he got the hockey mask. He was cool. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's deformed. He's got the sunken eye. And, you know, everybody always forgets that his mom was actually the first killer in the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's a trivia question. They always ask you, you'd be like, well, who was the killer in the first Friday the 13th? Everybody's like, oh, well, Jason Voorhees was. No, he wasn't. No, it's mom. Mom was, yeah. What do you like? What do you have, like, spinal bifida or something? Uh, spinal bifida, yeah, and he was taunted and teased as a kid, and then kids drown him in Camp Crystal Lake. But yeah, spinal bifida, and he had, uh, uh, I mean, mental deform, well, mental disabilities and deformities. Then after but, Jason goes to hell, He's a, he's a zombie for us this series. Yeah. Yeah. Then he went to outer space. <laughs> yeah, he went to outer space. <laughs> yeah, they got carried away with some of it. Jason vs. Freddy was pretty cool, but like the the blood and guts and like the the way they did uh you know the blood splatter and stuff was just ridiculous. Yeah. I felt like it was getting all over me in the movie theater, you know. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I think they're making a remake of the Freddy vs. Jason. Which I hope they do. They should. They left it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Who do you think would win in a real fight between Jason and Freddy? Uh, Jason. He's pretty yeah. invisible. See, I would, I, I would say okay. Freddy to almost anything, you know, only because, like, he affects right. you in your head, like, mentally, yeah. while you sleep and anything else. Is he a figment of imagination? Like, he can kill you while you're sleeping. There's nothing, you know. And the other ones, even with Michael, you know, they're zombies. You know, they are they were sent here from hell, you know. Yeah. There's no killing any of them. None of them are ever going to die. Even stabbed, stabbed, shot, run over, fell from buildings, head cut off. Like, But I think magically, if you will, Freddy is the most powerful. Yeah. Michael's. Michael's like the one, it's like cursed, right? He's some kind of cursed or something. Sorry about that. I think Michael's like cursed, has some kind of curse on him or something. Like he can't die. Yeah. I think he was touched by the devil. You know, they say, we said he has the devil's eyes. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a cult or something that happened. I forget. I can't remember. Yes and no. That was Halloween three. three? Yeah. Season of yeah. the Witch. Yes. Yeah. Well, Season of the Witch was two. Two. No, season of which was three. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it was a cult or something like that. Which, like, yeah. I, I never consider that one part of the Halloween series. I don't. Two more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. That thing. Yeah. I just they went way off base with that, and it never really coincided or played part with the rest of the Halloweens. I, I think I watched the new one that came out this last year. Or so, uh, yeah, the well, Halloween Kills will be the newest one, and then the yeah. remake of the most recent Halloween was 2019 yeah. which they did a really good job with when he was in the mental institution Yeah, and the uh, reporters went there and the journalists went there with a the mask and everything else and yeah I was, I was, they did a good job with that I haven't seen Halloween Kills obviously nobody has but I'm kind of excited about that one I do like how Rob Zombie however went on 
the whole premise with the white horse. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And how it uh played a part with uh his baby sister and of course. what it all meant, the meaning of the white horse and how he couldn't be killed because of his mission he was still on. Yeah, I liked his uh I liked his version of that. I really did. Oh my also anime. Is that one Rob Zombie animated movie he did with a what's called? You said animated movie? Yeah. Man. I know he did Witches of Salem. He did Devil's Rejects, House of Thousand Corpses, both the Halloweens. I watched uh the other one's called Thirteen. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've seen that yet or not. It's really good. Uh, God, I'm missing one. Haunted World of El Superbisto. Really? I've never seen that. It's really funny. In- no shit. Is it intended to be funny? Uh, I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's surprising. It's like huh. Tom Pop. <clears throat> That's Tom Papa and... Right. All Jamadi in it and Brian Bushon. Well it's cool because like Rob Zombie, he he's border like he's brilliant. He's a genius. Yeah. He's got what two master's degrees from NYU. Yeah. I know he's kinda had a thing for Sherry Zombie, I ain't gonna lie. She's like in her fifties now. And then his uh his last movie from the Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses, uh uh, oh, the third installment anyway I guess I just like his vision he makes everything so brutal and real and grimy you know Yeah. like it's in your face it's violent he's one of those producers directors and movie makers you either love him or you hate him you know I like him more as a movie producer and director and a movie maker as I do like his music. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's talented, but I think he's a better movie maker. Yeah, I think he's a real bad. He's really good oh. director. Laura Salem. 31. Yeah, I don't, I've never even heard of it. Is it relatively new? I think I want like in 2015, 2016. 16. Okay. Huh. from hell. Firefly. I always like those like old like anthology horror movies you get. Yeah, me too. Like they're there was the uh the, the hit uh what's it called? So horror. I'm sorry for Candyman. That's a good. What about Candyman? I'm sorry for the remake coming out. Oh yeah, me too. I saw the uh, like the short preview for it. Yeah. And they didn't show you a whole lot. It was only like a 15 second like stud clip. Yeah. Yeah. Little teaser, but I love the original Candyman. Oh yeah, I love how it took place and you know the the rough area of Chicago and the history behind it because it is it's folklore it's legend you know so it kind of like touched a nerve with it you know 
but I love all the original. I was a big Clive Barker fan growing up. So your Hellraisers and uh, the books of blood, which I actually watched that movie uh, a couple months ago. And that they did a fantastic job with that. It's called the books of blood. And again, it's kind of like the movie traffic. They take four stories and they kind of all intertwine with one another. Yeah. I want to see her make Hellraiser movies. I want to see make Yeah, me too. Especially today with the the special effects they can do now. Oh, dude, yeah, they would they would knock that out of the park. Yep. Yeah, but I do like all the originals. Yeah, something about Pandora's the box and yeah. So it's hopefully like keep it as practical as possible. Right. Just being the devil's minions and yeah, I think it's I think it's smart. I really do. It's like <laughs> uh, Wishmaster meets phantasm you know but with demonic <laughs> satan demons yeah i love the old phantasm movies what's his face oh my Uh, not Candy Man, but hip hop person. Oh, still Tales from the Hood. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I've watched that too, man. It's funny. It's more comical to me than it is scary. I think that was kind of its intention, but yeah. I watched the, the, the like the recent one came out. And mm-hmm. it touches on stuff that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's entertaining. I mean, it's got entertainment value to it. It's not one I'm going to go out and buy, you know? Sure. I see. There's like one movie I've seen. Like, everyone's a kid and I can't remember it. I yeah. Remember. Puppet Master? Maybe. Remember Cat's Eye? There's a Sting King uh, novel too. Oh, yeah. the little troll that lived in like the mouse hole in the house. Oh man, they had like oh. that curved sword. The, the idle hands, maybe went the, the hands. Oh, that had Devin Slava in it. Like the hands come hands. alive. Yeah, he was uh, the kid from Casper and Little yeah. Giants. Oh yeah, and I also think uh, he was in the first uh, Final Destination. I think right that's there. Devin Slava. Yeah. That's his name anyway. Yeah, Watch Oh out. Hands was a good one. It's great. Oh, I'll do. I'll have to go get one here in a minute. No, that's cool, man. I appreciate it. Hey, can I do a little shout out real quick? Yeah, no problem. Uh, give a shout uh, out. And cool. can... Obviously, my fiance, Heather Marquis, my co founder, and uh, second investigator. Uh, Afterlife Road and Lafarve at Saps. Uh, everybody at Haunted Saginaw Seekers, my boy Prozac. Uh, Paranormal PPI, Mike. Uh, Detroit Paranormal, Paranormal Expeditions, ABS Paranormal. And uh, my dad, Craig Welch, uh, for following and loving and accepting everything that I do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, everybody else who, uh, you know, just supported me and my. Uh, 
my things that I do. So I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and, uh, yeah, man, uh, love to do it again sometime. It's been good chatting with you and appreciate it. Yeah. And maybe where, where can people reach you at? You got like a Facebook or Instagram? Uh, yeah. You reach me on Facebook at Highland Paranormal Research. You reach me on Instagram at HPR underscore four, eight, three, five, seven. And you can reach us on our, uh, uh, by email, which is, uh, paranormal HPR at gmail.com. Awesome. Make sure like any haunted places, anybody listening, this hard on them. Absolutely. I've got quite a few things in the works right now, and, uh, I'll be posting regularly to Instagram and Facebook about our little expeditions and, uh, I'll keep everybody in the loop. Awesome. Well, thank you for being I really on here. Appreciate it again, man. Thank you. Bro, I have to get some day, pants bro. on and go. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing <laughs> yeah, I gotta be. Later on, buddy. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Monster Legend Podcast. Hope you were able to find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We also have our own website at monsterlegendpodcast.com. If you'll be so kind to please leave a review and subscribe and let me know what I can do to make this show better for you. If you have any stories you'd like to submit or you'd like to be a guest, send me an email or a DM. But I hope you do one thing that's really important and have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>